It's a late night Monday edition of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica L. Ayala. We've got plenty of things to talk about. We have a signing for the Seattle Kraken. We're going to take you over to Alexander True, giving his exit interview for the Charlotte Checkers. And of course, we're going to talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs and what to expect as the Seattle Thunderbirds try to hold off elimination, which essentially means that they lost the championship. That's what's coming up on this Friday edition of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, your daily podcast, Monday through Friday, on the Seattle Kraken or Seattle hockey or just kind of hockey things. Um, Again, my name is Erica L. Ayala. I am your host with the most. And um, we're going to start off the show with Seattle Kraken hockey news. And that is that we've signed uh, V.A. Bettman. Uh, he is a two-way player that the Seattle Kraken have signed. 791,000 two-way player, 22 years old. Here's what we know about him. 59 uh, games played, 15 goals, 24 assists for 39 points um, in his league in uh, Finland. He has represented... His country, as we can see here at the World Junior Championships and the U18s, um, playing in Finland's top pro league is a player that we're expecting is really going to offer some offensive and defensive instincts as general manager Ron Francis said in the media release. Quote, we like his competitiveness and ability to play with an edge and welcome him to the Kraken organization. A top um, a top scout of Finnish prospects says he played with no fear towards physical involvement and tight spots, doesn't rush out of position, powerful passes and sees the ice well, high work ethic, Reliable at his own end, especially for a player of his age, thanks to his above-average positioning. Shows some grit, hard hits, goes directly to the net, and was willing to take bruises if it helps his team. Oh, I like that. Uh, There's a lot in that that I like, and if you want to read that full write-up that's over on the Seattle Kraken website, you can check our show notes. What I like is... I've. I've said this before, but the Seattle Kraken need to kind of put their funk on a game. And it's one thing to incorporate hits because you're reacting to something that you don't like that the other team did, or you're trying to defend your teammate. And it's a skill. It's truly a skill to be able to have that as part of your repertoire without going over the line. And so I don't know, Bettman, it sounds like he might have that. Um, 
I'm very excited to see what this two-way player is going to bring to the Seattle Kraken or the Coachella Valley Firebirds. As we mentioned, he's a two-way player. So there is a little bit of uh, leeway there. I've mentioned it before on the show that the Seattle Kraken are going to need to fill out their AHL roster. Um, we, of course, were co-parenting, as I like to say, with the Charlotte Checkers. And on that note, let's go to another one of our guys that we have in our minor league system, and that is Alexander True. Here is his exit interview after the Charlotte Checkers, unfortunately, were um, were completely uh, swept in the AHL playoffs after a pretty promising season uh, but here's what alexander true had to say So again, that was Alexander True, one of the guys that we will probably see um, for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And um, I want to take you over to his stats, Alexander True, that is uh, with the Charlotte Checkers. And you'll also be able to see just his overall stats here. Um, but let's take a look at what he was able to do with the Checkers. You see he had 60 games, 42 points, most of those coming off of assists, um, a 6'5 centerman, 200 pounds, good size there. And, um, you know, this was not his most games played in the AHL. We can see his stats here with uh, the San Jose Barracuda. Love, I have a Barracuda hat somewhere. I really like their logo. They've got a pretty dope logo. But, um, you know, second uh, best season regard in regards to points, uh, the Denmark native who was set to play in the Olympics. Um, so, anyway, um, so th that's what we see there. We also see what he was able to do in the Calder Cup playoffs, seven points overall. Um, so that's Alexander True, a player that we're going to uh, continue to take a look at. But while we're talking about the Charlotte Checkers, I love that the communication staff put this together. Uh, I want to make sure. Okay, it's still up. The communication staff, they, whoops, 
communication staff put together team awards. And you heard from Connor Carrick yesterday. Now he was considered for defenseman of the year, but didn't win it overall though. That uh, went to Kale Fleury. Uh, so Kale Fleury is one of our guys. Uh, you can see here, uh, 30 plus points. Connor Carrick again did get some love there. Um, a plus 13 on the plus minus scale, uh, tied for highest of the team. So, congratulations to Kale Fleury. When it came to MVP, though, we see that Dalpy, who's also the captain, was right there. Uh, he ultimately got the nod, but Joy Decord got some votes here. The voting was split. Um, between Nick, Paul, JT, and of course, the fans. The fan vote goes for Joey Decord. So you can see that our guys definitely made an impact over with the Charlotte Checkers. And I'm excited to see what they're going to do for our expansion team. No more co-parenting. We're coming back over to the West Coast, uh, to the left coast, if you will, for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. I still haven't decided what swag I'm going to get. Do any of you have some Firebird swag? Let me know. Let me know because I'm still trying to decide. You know I love the name. Uh, I'm uh, very conditioned to love a Phoenix, a Firebird. So I can't wait for that. But uh, coming up next on the show, so we're going to um, – talk a little bit more about prospects. There is a great write-up that we see over for the Seattle Kraken. They're talking about Ryan Winterton. And this is prospect season. We got to really take a look at what we've got. We're going to take a look at, again, we still have, there's a few articles that have come out about number four picks. I want to save that till next week. So, But I want to take a look into uh, Ryan Winterton, someone that we've already picked up in the draft. And then we'll also get you over to what to expect for Saturday's game. It's pretty much a must-win game for the Seattle Thunderbirds. And uh, I will recap what happened in the Stanley Cup playoffs against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. For right now, though, I want to tell you about betonline.com, which is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, your stats, whatever you need. You can find the latest sports developments, news, odds on bet online and this year's basketball championship matchup. We've got, of course, it's the golden state warriors and the Boston Celtics taking it on again. I mentioned that we've got Tampa Bay and the Rangers jockeying for a spot to meet the Colorado avalanche in the Stanley cup final. Then we also have fighting news, MMA, UFC, boxing, all of those things Bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you, as always, for listening to Locked on Kraken, part of, of course, the Locked on Podcast Network. Now, I came on to the Locked on Podcast Network originally with Locked on Women's Basketball. Now I'm all locked in on the Kraken show, which I'm very excited to be the original host of. Uh, but I've been around and I've seen some things and I'm sure you have as well as listeners, as viewers now, as we transitioned over to YouTube, which is a new thing for the network. And so we want to know, 
how are things going? What's your listener experience like? What's your viewer experience like? And so we want you to head over to lockedonpodcast.com backslash survey and give us some feedback. It will only take a few minutes. And everyone that fills out the survey is eligible to win one of 10 $100 gift cards to Ticketmaster.com. Again, that's LockedOnPodcasts.com backslash survey. You can also find the link in our show notes. All right, all right, all right, Seattle hockey fans. As promised, we're going to take you over to some more news. Uh, Winterton. We're going to talk about Ryan Winterton, and there's a great article up. I'm going to pull it up for you in just a minute. Great article up on the Seattle Kraken website talking about this prospect playing in um, in um, Hamilton, excuse me, in the OHL, Ontario Hockey League, Hamilton Bulldogs. Uh, Hamilton always stands out to me because it's the home of the nurse family. And I've been able to cover the nurse family at the Olympics uh, in the WNBA in New York. Uh, so always, always think of the nurse family. Anyway, um, so we have the OHL championships having uh, happening right now. And, um, you know, we, we see that Winterton has been able to make an impact in these playoffs. He has six goals and 11 assists uh, in 15 playoff games. Um, and so Hamilton really striving to make a push. What I like about, um, looking at the OHL and looking at the AHL, looking at the WHL is that you get a good sense for what are some of the things that these prospects are going to bring, which of course is so critical. I think, um, you know, coming to hockey a little bit later, I guess I should say as an adult, um, you don't really get that in, I guess you get it in baseball, but the other sports that I cover, you get drafted and then you're out there uh, to the point where uh, in the WNBA, you can get drafted in the first round in the WNBA and not play much at all. You could even get waived. It's crazy, but we see it happen. It's a much smaller league, but I love the development. And so seeing Ryan Winterton, you can't always get a, a perfect feel for how everything's going to turn out. But um, what with Winterton in particular in the article, again, you can check it out in the show notes. I think what's good about seeing Winterton in the playoffs is that you get to see him bounce back. He had, um, you know, uh, missed a lot of time as the uh, the schedule and also obviously the schedule completely canceled because of COVID. So these young guys, it's really critical to see how they bounce back from adversity, whether it's because of injury. Obviously, everyone's still dealing with the lingering effects of COVID. So um, these are these are important and it's important to see how these young guys are going to bounce back. So I thought that was a cool article to uh, to draw your attention to. But like I mentioned, we have the the draft coming up, we're starting to see, especially with Kale McCarr uh, playing right now for the Avs and waiting on who will join the Avalanche in the Stanley Cup final for 2022. Lots of conversations about that number four pick. And I mentioned it a little bit. I have a whole list here. I'm brushing up on the history of the number four picks. And again, there's a stretch of time from like 99 to 2015 where 
it was kind of a bust. And the number four pick, so kind of going back to what I was saying about the WNBA, you can be a number four pick in the first round of the NHL historically and not be a sure thing. Uh, as Miguel once saying, because this love is a sure thing. You can bet that never got us worth that. Anyway, great song. Look it up. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to play that after I finish recording. Anyway, um, so I don't think that's the case in this upcoming draft. Not only do I not think that's the case, not only do I think the Seattle Kraken have the opportunity to pick up a really good pick, the, who I want, for the Seattle Kraken, I don't think is going to fall to number four. I've talked about it on the podcast before, and I will talk about it again soon as we have our mock draft. Uh, my pick is already in, uh, so that's coming soon throughout the Locked on NHL Network. But um, I'm still pretty excited about what we could get. Um, I It was interesting hearing Russ from Locked on Flyers talk a little bit about the deceptive um, – kind of decision to maybe invest too much in the size of a player as opposed to the skill. And there's kind of been an ebb and flow in the NHL when it comes to that. I uh, said it on the our live show after the draft. Size matters. I really do think size matters. But to Russ's point, size for just size's sake, not not a big thing. It's kind of like what I was talking about with hitting. Everyone thinks hitting is really exciting, but hitting should be, in my opinion, strategic. And if you're just crashing people into the boards, but, you know, you can't skate, for example, I don't know, that's not going to be a recipe to win. And the Seattle Kraken want to win. Uh, I know I played some of the clips, the little shorts uh, that the Seattle Kraken have done that have won them Emmys. And in one of them that they did after the draft pick, they talk about that this is a team that wanted to build a competitive ice hockey team and impact the community. I think that they are aces when it comes to impacting the community, and they have some work to do with what's going to happen on the ice. And so a great way to do that is through, obviously, the draft. And it's in, it's particularly interesting because the Seattle Kraken – have so many picks. They have so many picks. It's ridiculous. Um, and so if you if you head over to the Seattle Kraken website, they actually have an entire kind of section dedicated just to draft coverage. And I think that's exciting. I, I know that they know that this is important. I know that, um, you know, they're really ready to go all in. And they know that, they're not always going to um they're not always going to have that in good faith right they're not always going to have a fan base that's just excited that the team exists and that's how it should be this is a business uh we want to be successful on the ice so um i'm excited to see what the seattle kraken are going to do with their almost 40 picks right in the next three drafts or something crazy like that so i don't think we're gonna have a problem getting a solid pick at number four in this draft and again russ from locked on flyers has been talking about how some teams are going to get steals um, and they're going to find gold so to speak and maybe not platinum maybe gold, maybe some silver, uh, but workable pieces that they can then develop into absolute 
anchors for their franchise in the second round. And again, the Seattle Kraken having so many picks over the next handful of years, I'm curious to see how they utilize that. Are they going to make some trades? Are they going to trade up? Are they going to trade away some of those picks to get players that already have NHL experience? I would like to see a few more veterans in, in key anchor spots for the Seattle Kraken. We've been talking this week, obviously, about Drieger's injury. It became evidently clear that the vision for goaltending and everything from style to personnel was not working. And so we've already seen the Seattle crack in part ways with their goal goaltending coach. So I'm very curious now with this Drieger injury, what does that mean for Joy Decord, who again was a fan favorite for the Charlotte Checkers? All things to be determined. But coming up next on this episode of Locked on Kraken, we're going to take you over to playoff hockey. That is what we aspire to reach, right, over at the, uh, the Seattle Kraken. So we're first going to talk about the Seattle Thunderbirds. I kind of teased it earlier, but they've got to win. We heard from the players uh, on yesterday's show. They know that they've come uh, back from a 3-1 deficit before. We have seen incremental improvements, and so – is tomorrow night going to be the night where things start to click? They're going to have to be road warriors the rest of the way. And, of course, we'll take you over to what's happening in the Stanley Cup playoffs as the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers jockey for position to take on the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup final. Okay, here we go. Um, the Seattle Thunderbirds, again, lost a heartbreaker of a game. That's exactly what we heard post-game. Heartbreaker lost in the waning seconds of the game after really being able to hold the Edmonton Oil Kings off of the board. They got the equalizer um, just over halfway in the second period, and then in the 19th minute, they give up a goal, and that's, that's all she wrote for that. We have seen that the the Seattle Thunderbirds have also started to sign a few guys, so we'll keep up with that. We're going to focus mostly on the playoffs, though. Uh, tomorrow's game is 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, Seattle at Edmonton, Saturday, June 11th. You can watch those at WHL Live. Um, a big thing was that the Thunderbirds were able to be really great on the PK. They did convert on the Power play as well, had two power play goals, had five opportunities, but two power play goals, but were perfect two for two on the PK. And those were consecutive. They had that major that was huge. Um, and then a two-minute minor right after that. So you'll love to see that. That's the grit that you're going to need. But now it's about um, leveling that out, kind of like, you know, when you shake your cake batter to make sure it, it's even in the pan. We need a little bit of that from the Seattle Thunderbirds. Again, they lost that game on Wednesday, three to two. They lost game, uh, the, the game before that they lost four, nothing and five to four was the score for game two. They got the win in game one. So we've got Saturday or excuse me, that's game three. Uh, no, no, yeah, I got it right. I don't know what I'm thinking. Anyway, Saturday's game, um, they're, again, on the road the rest of the way. So they're down 3-1 uh, or down, th uh, you know, they have one win to the Oil Kings 3. I should say they're down 1-3 if you 
come from the Seattle perspective, or you could say the oiler, the oil Kings, excuse me, are up three, one. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. Uh, Seattle's got some work to do. And so the games will be Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. So if they get these wins, it'll also be back-to-back games on the road. Also want to take you to the um, Stanley Cup playoffs, as I said. This was, I saw, um, I was flipping back and forth between this game and the Women's College World Series. A good friend of mine, Ari Chambers, was covering that for um, Highlight Her, which is part of Turner. And so I saw early on that the Rangers were very um, disgruntled or uh, some of the penalty calls, even Keandre Miller, you saw him arguing one of his penalties. So that seemed to really get under the Rangers' skin. Now they had home ice here, so that's really interesting. Um but early on, you could kind of, and even on the broadcast, they were talking about, you know, some hooking calls that were hooking calls in today, modern NHL, that might not have been hooking calls when some of the coaches were playing or some of the broadcasters were playing. And you get that in every sport and every league, right? But it was definitely something that boiled over to the point where at the end of the game, you, you saw some scrums and some players going head to head. Also, though, um, both teams scored in the second period. Uh, the Rangers got on the board first as the home team. So you, you heard MSG go uh, crazy over that. But then Tampa Bay was able to score. Um, another thing, though, if you look at, so if I scroll here on this side, look at these goals that you get in the um, in the second in the third period, excuse me, at the 1810 mark and the 1901 mark. So pretty much back-to-back goals late in the third period to give away two back-to-back goals just like that um, to a team that is the back, talk about back-to-back, you're playing the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions, champions. And um, that can be really demoralizing, especially at home. Now, we talked about this before, talked about it yesterday. The trend was that the home team was winning home games. And I wondered if one of the teams was going to be able to disrupt that. The Rangers have home ice throughout the rest of the playoffs, but they drop a home game. So now has Tampa Bay done what they need to do to disrupt the trend that we were seeing in this series? Have they done what they need to do uh, to go back now to Amelie Arena, or as I like to say, Amelie Arena? I, I like soft, softer A's. Anyway, uh, have they done enough to, to go back to Tampa and close out the series at home? Well, that's why we play the games. Um, so push Rangers to Brink in Eastern Final. Uh, go ahead goal came with 150 left in the game. Uh, so this series again is the only series happening right now. Uh, the next game will be tomorrow, 8 PM. It's Rangers at Tampa Bay. Again, we're going back to Florida. So, uh, we'll see what happens for game six. Uh, once we do get to the Stanley cup final, I talked about a, um, a watch party that I did with Black Girl Hockey Club. I am going to do another watch party, so keep your eyes and ears open for that one. I will obviously let you know over here at Locked on Kraken how that's all going down. But um, I don't know. Are we going to find out tomorrow 
in one of these series, either in the WHL or in the NHL, are we going to have either a champion or the, the team that's moving on to play in the final? Or are we going to game seven? That's why we play the games, folks. I am going to leave you with a um, wellness tip of the day. And again, this is coming from my own personal experience. I can't remember if we've talked about this. Um, yet as one of the wellness tips, but I got a really important reminder today that sometimes you just got to let it go. Uh, I like to say um, things like, you know, from the gospel of Instagram or the gospel of TikTok, because sometimes you really get some great information. In addition to like some hilarious things, you get some really great sage advice on social media. And one of the things that I saw is, you know, if you, how much does this cup weigh? Like, what is the weight of this cup? How heavy is it, right? How heavy is it? And you might say, well, like how many ounces of water does it carry? And that's how heavy it is. And the instructor was saying, this is, it depends. It depends on how long you've been holding it. And the longer you hold on to this cup, the heavier it's going to feel. Even if you don't, you don't pour more water in, you don't take any water out, but because you have been straining to hold on to the weight the weight is going to feel heavier because you're you're fatigued, you're exhausted by it. So I got a really important lesson um, to just let it go. Unfortunately, you don't always get resolution on everything. Lord knows. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of the position I found myself in earlier. But it was a good reminder, uh, again, from the book of Instagram to let it go. The longer I hold on to it, the longer we hold on to it, the heavier it feels, the more intense it feels, the more hurt we essentially are allowing ourselves to feel. But we get to control how we feel. We get to control how heavy we allow not just this cup, but things to do. So instead of holding on to it, put the cup down. Put the cup down, folks. All right? I want you to put your burdens down. Lay your burdens down do some of the breathing activities that we've talked about. Do some of the things that we talked about that spark joy and reset your mind. And you might have to come back to that hurt. You might have to come back to that pain. That's life too. But if you have a minute and if you have a window, put the cup down, okay? Put the cup down, folks. Um, I hope that you are good to yourself and to each other. As we say over here at Locked on Kraken, make sure that you hold fast, that you stay true, Enjoy your weekend, and I will catch you on Monday.